0: Hello everyone, this is Chiara and Ray at Our Sacred Seeds and today we will be talking about the wonderful element that is water. Water is a necessary component for all biological life on our planet and it is really something that distinguishes us from all other, well at least known planets in our solar system and it is an element that has been really misunderstood and not respected as much as it should be in our recent history and culture. And this is a real pity because it affects not only the environment, but our own health. Both, I dare to say, physical and mental health. Water is, after oxygen, the first nutrient. It is essential for all life. It is the the main uh, medium through which nutrients are transported in the body. It is the most abundant substance on our planet and in our bodies. So we are born with, um, they say, up to 90% water in our bodies. And as we age, depending on lifestyle and health conditions, we can get down to 60% water. But it is really important to maintain the ocean that is our body well hydrated and healthy, and the quality of this water will really affect the way our cells behave and the environment that we create for them. So, Ray, would you like to speak to us to start talking about water and some of its main functions in the body, just so we can start to wrap our minds around how important it truly is?
1: I am truly excited to share with you The information that I've learned about water and how it relates to our body. The primary thing I want to get across here though is that water is deserving of honor and respect. And unfortunately within our modern context the world has moved away from this reverence for water. Water in our bodies has many functions. It's found in our blood, it's found in our plasma, it's Bathing ourselves, it's in our cells. It's the solvent that allows all solutes, meaning all nutrients, minerals, vitamins, even amino acids and fatty acids, lipids, to be transported. It's contained even in our bones molecularly. Water is present almost everywhere in our body. And it's true, as Kiara said, we are born with 90% water. And as we age, this decreases significantly. The average person is has about 70% water, and some people go as low as 60% water. And this is fascinating because most people in the world right now are chronically dehydrated. Chronically dehydrated. That means even drinking adequate fluids doesn't ensure adequate hydration. And this is a problem that's deep and systemic and influences many degenerative diseases.
0: mm mm-hmm. And it's interesting, as we like to do in our sacred seeds, drawing the parallels between the human body and the earth body. So just how landscapes are affected by a misuse of water or poisoning water with agrochemicals, pesticides, and all of these other toxic substances, and how very similarly the landscape of our body is affected by the water we drink. Um, but back to more like specific roles that water plays in the body, could you go over that for us?
1: Uh, sure thing. I mean, really, looking at the specific roles, we see water is paramount for digestion, not only of foods, but it's also going to be critically important for the absorption of these nutrients through the small intestine into the circulatory system into the lymphatic system in the case of fats and it's going to play a pivotal role in the process or the assimilation of these nutrients directly into the cells because indeed our cells are bathed in in water and it's the carrier it's the vessel in which water can be transported it's essential not only for digestion assimilation absorption, but it's also paramount for elimination. Mm -hmm. Not only of excrement, but also of any toxic debris in our body, whether that's being secreted through our urinary system or whether that's being eliminated through bile and passing through our feces. It even is necessary for us to maintain our overall body temperature and metabolism, hence sweating on a hot day.
0: I know that water is... um is part of the lubrication of the body, including um, the joints and as well as the intervertebral discs. So um, years of not being hydrated enough can really affect the structural part of the body, the skeletal structure. Oh,
1: absolutely. And there are many degenerative diseases that are attributed to the skeletal or the musculoskeletal system that has a direct affinity to dehydration, chronic dehydration. Sarcopenia, a degenerative condition of the skeletal muscle mass, is directly associated with aging and this has a relationship to hydration. As we age, we become dehydrated naturally. And as we move into our geriatrics period of our life, we reduce our overall hydration volume from 70% down to 60 and even 50%. And
0: that would be a very severe case of dehydration. I like to think of um, so aging, it's a bit the atrophy of the body, right? So cells becoming a bit more withered. And we see that just like by the wrinkly face. So it's cells that have really lost their body and their buoyancy. And When we think of a cell like a balloon and filling it up with water, it means it's very taut, it's very bubbly and big, and hence the importance of really keeping the cells hydrated, because it will give the whole body a much greater softness and malleability and flexibility, and hence also the importance of stretching, so really opening the body up to keep the water moving and fluid throughout the whole system.
1: Do you have any specific suggestions to our audience?
0: A yoga practice is a very comprehensive and holistic way of going and affecting not only the muscular structures but also the osseous structures, so the skeletal structure of the body. And because of the twisting and compression that happens in the organs, this also helps the organs to maintain good health because they are very much like sponges. So we squeeze them and then we release, and they once again become. Filled up with water and fluids, and hence, you know, blood and nutrients and everything else that is needed in that area.
1: It's also important to add, too, that water is found in muscle mass. Mm -hmm. It's not found in fat. Fat tissue does not hold water, Mm -hmm. whereas muscles can be upwards of 70% water. So, by increasing one's muscle mass as we age, or at least maintaining the muscle mass that we had in our prime we maintain hydration.
0: Yes, with obviously thinking that it is more difficult to hold muscle mass um, as we age, but that might also be because people are just generally not as hydrated as they should be.
1: Yeah, I I think there are many factors, and that hydration is probably a very important
0: Mm. one. As we mentioned earlier, water being the main carrier for nutrients, it is also the main carrier for electrolytes. And it's interesting to note that even though we know the molecular structure of water as being H2O, that is just the skeleton for a much grander structure that water is, i.e. the carrier of all of these wonderful minerals and an intelligence within it. Could you touch upon this?
1: Ah, great question. I absolutely agree. Water does hold some level of intelligence. I don't know to what degree that is, because to me, water is truly mysterious. It's, it's really a mysterious substance. And there's a lot of scientific documentation now emerging about the relationship that water has with memory associated with any dissolved substances that may have been within that water in its mm-hmm. given lifespan. And it's interesting that water on this planet is constantly in circulation. And when you look at a river that's flowing... There's no water molecule present that is ever going to be there again. It's always in flux. It's always changing, and it's a great metaphor mm-hmm. for life. Water, like life, is fluid. It's in this flow. And specifically when it comes to electrolytes. Electrolytes are minerals. And yes, water as its skeletal form. When it's isolated as just molecularly H2O, hydrogen and oxygen, it can actually become poisonous to the body mm-hmm. and even a hazard to consume it can be toxic when it's isolated from a laboratory so that to me it demonstrates that water is more complex than what we understand it to be on the basic premise that water is the carrier of nutrients like electrolytes it's important to understand that in our body we are not just water we are primarily water and salt
0: mm-hmm.
1: right if you ever taste tears or sweat or even blood, any fluid that comes out of our body contains salts, and it's very apparent. This is because the salts present in our blood, or in the case in our intracellular fluid, the fluid that bathes our cells, it's necessary for communication to occur. These these electrolytes allow electrical transmission through our nervous system, mm-hmm. It allows the ability of our, our muscles to move, the actin filaments being triggered from acetylcholine, right? So this is f- truly fascinating, yes, that relationship. And it,
0: it just goes to show that really hydration isn't just about drinking water. It's about drinking water with the right electrolytes, either coming from the diet or the water itself. But a standard American diet in which most foods are refined, in which minerals are lacking... Uh, which it itself alone can deplete the body of minerals. Um, adding depleted water on top of that can really be a um, compromising our mineral status.
1: Absolutely, and many of the minerals present in our intracellular fluid in electrolyte form are alkaline. Not all of them are, like chloride for example, but many minerals like sodium and potassium as well as magnesium which all function as electrolytes, mm-hmm. are alkaline. So the bulk majority of electrolytes are alkaline, and therefore we need to consume alkaline or certain mineral-rich foods that, are, that have this alkaline potential. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, we don't have this proper communication happening. And as you said, the standard American diet is usually devoid of minerals, But it also includes substances like caffeine that deplete vital minerals like magnesium from our bodies.
0: Mm, Yes. And I think it would be nice at this point to offer our listeners some very simple DIY ways of improving the quality of water. So we don't all have access to pure, beautiful spring water or even to expensive filtration systems. So what is the best that someone can do, maybe like myself, so tap water coming out, how can I improve the quality of my tap water and make it richer in electrolytes?
1: Well, the first thing I do want to say is that if you have access to a spring, a natural occurring spring, this is the best, in my opinion, the best source of water. And I'll put a plug out to Daniel Vitalis, at findaspring.com he has created this website as a network to make accessible a variety of springs throughout the world to my knowledge and this is a growing growing network so take a look at that website if you don't think you have access to a spring you may find that you do however if you are getting water directly out of your faucet it's important to have a point-of-use filtration system of some kind Because depending on where you live, there can be a lot of contaminants coming through that water. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing though, if you don't want to spend a lot of money up front, is just to allow your water to sit in a vessel. A large glass vessel is ideal. For Personally, I just leave it overnight, 12 hours sufficient, full of water to allow the chlorine that's that's present in the water to off-gas. Because it's highly volatile and will, will evaporate into the air. However, there are some substances, chloroforms, that are produced from chlorine in water combining with organic pollutants that that are naturally occurring. It could be such things as leaf matter in a filtration plant.
0: Mm -hmm. And that only happens when the water is boiled, so chloroforms forming. So really just for drinking, it's enough to degas it, and then it would be ideal to use that same water for cooking foods?
1: Well it is and I do I do mention the chloroforms because I mean these are known carcinogens in water and they are naturally produced in the filtration process of many cities that use chlorine mm. so you can't avoid that and you can't you can filter that out um, with expensive filtration units like reverse osmosis is using a high pressured water moving through a block that has a screen in it that starts to sift out contaminants and you can also use that in a distillation process to remove these contaminants. Distillation is the evaporation of the water where it starts to then con- condense and it's the water droplets thereafter that is isolated as a drinking drinking water. But both those units are they're expensive and they do have drawbacks and limitations as well because not only do they eliminate potential heavy metal contaminants or any environmental pollutants pesticides herbicides fungicide residues or nitrates from agriculture they also will deplete natural occurring minerals mm-hmm. so the water that's left is essentially devoid of any solutes okay. so that's not ideal but you know you just do the best with what you can for the listeners that just want to start with something, I say put your water in a glass container, let it off-gas so some of the chlorine is gone. At least that way it doesn't have a consequential effect on your thyroid and your microflora in your mm-hmm. intestines. Let it off-gas. You can add in mineral solutions to it, even Himalayan pink salt that has a variety of trace minerals, maybe helpful just a little pinch. You can squeeze a little bit of lemon or lime mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. That's a great way to boost your electrolyte content of your water. Or you can get into doing fresh juices. That's what I love doing because at least that way there's a purification process that's happening in the plants that then when you consume their, their water, their hydration packaged full of nutrients, you don't have to worry as much about contamination.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. And for all of our listeners, please check us out again with the next podcast where we'll be discussing other amazing and fascinating aspects of water.
1: Well, that sounds great. Thanks a lot, Kara, for having me discuss this. And I hope to hear your guys' comments on our page. Follow us on Facebook and even tweet us on Twitter.